This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. 10 minutes till the top of the hour. I'm Tan Chung Han and with me, Julian Ng, and this is the morning run. Time to look at some of the top business stories of the day. Now, let's look at that freeze on toll hikes and that is set to cost Putrajaya nearly 1 billion ringgit. Well, 994.43 million ringgit to be exact. So, uh, a freeze on toll hikes for uh, highways, including the abolition, uh, uh, the abolishment of motorcycle tolls next year. I think I think this is a point of contention for many because under the PH manifesto uh, for the elections, they promised to either abolish toll roads or buy back the toll highways. And of course, I I think I have an alternative view. I, I, I think uh, tolls are okay for cars because if you don't want to take public transportation, you want to still drive your cars, then uh, you should pay the tolls. And um, you know, why spend a billion bucks compensating toll companies, right? Because this billion bucks is coming out of the government coffers. And, and guess what? You you already lost 20 billion bucks as a result of GST ab- abolition. Now you've got to spend this one billion extra just to give an impression that uh, you're driving through a toll-free road, right? I, I think uh, it doesn't make sense. Well, uh, not the impression of a toll-free road, but uh, with toll rates remaining where they are. So it's a freeze on toll hikes, not Thank a freeze you. on a collection yeah. of tolls. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what you're saying, you should raise the bar, no pun intended, uh, raise the bar <laughs> on uh, drivers you know, using I, the I cars mean, on the roads. Let, let it die a natural death because uh, <laughs> if, you, if you chose public transportation, then uh, you, know, you have that um, cost savings. Mm. But... Um, I think this is a very progressive uh, taxation because it taxes people who can afford to pay uh, such taxes. Well, I wonder how many of you are listening right now uh, agree with that statement. Uh, but still, to be fair to the government, uh, they have uh, rolled out this monthly pass for the public transportation system. Uh, I, I'm trying to pull up the details here, which one of our very kind listeners actually WhatsApped into Adrian, uh, gave us the breakdown of the uh, monthly pass, My100 and My50. So those are options there for for uh, those who are using public transport. Uh, but then also there has been some uh, some pullback when it comes to the spending on the massive public transportation uh, project as well. So all those various considerations to be ultimately taken in, into account Look, into how you get around. One, one billion bucks, right? Don't pay the toll companies. Put it directly into the pockets of the M40 and the B40, the middle class and a bottom bracket households, I, I think that's a better idea. And then mm. you can decide what you want to do with that one billion ringgit, uh, whether you want to use them for tolls or for public transportation or just to spend it on, I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, whatever, sure. whatever yeah. you want to spend it on. Right, on more KFC or McDonald's. Uh, <laughs> but then, look, uh, while that may be uh, somewhat logical, and at least from a purely numerical sense, but you know, whether you like it or not, unfortunately, this toll issue has been highly politicized. You know, so whether or not the Pakatan government can still um, you know, adopt that kind of thinking, Julian, uh, while bearing the political cost, I think that is uh, still something that they, they have to consider. But nevertheless, uh, this freeze on toll hikes will be for all vehicles on. 21 highways and then there's a compensation for 2019 uh, alone and then uh, there's a freeze on toll hikes for buses as well but motorcycle tolls that 
will apparently will be abolished. And that's going to cost the government some 20 million ringgit per year. So maybe motorbikes is an option for you to get to work because yeah. then you don't have tolls. Use some of that 1 billion bucks uh, to put into the pockets of motorcyclists. I mm-hmm. think they would appreciate it. All right. So now moving uh, away from the freeze on toll hikes, let's look at the uh, EPF here. So the EPF has uh, recorded an increase in contribution of 11.5% on year. This was for the third quarter of 2018. So that comes into about almost 17 billion ringgit that they got in contribution again in the months between July and September. Up to the third quarter this year, 785 billion ringgit was collected uh, for, uh, for the EPF uh, compared to 716 billion last year. That's a uh, difference of about 65 billion, which works out to be about 5 billion a month mm. going into the po- uh, coffers of e- EPF from uh, the workers' salaries. Right. So looking at the breakdown between you know um, full withdrawals and flexible withdrawals, you know uh, those are applicable for those uh, f- flexible, I think it's from age 55 and then uh, 60 is it's another group. But then broadly speaking, I think the theme here is that it looks like EPF members are content with leaving more of their money with the uh, with the EPF because even though the number of withdrawal applications have gone up, uh, the approved ones, that is, but the, uh, the, um, the number, uh, the value has actually uh, gone down somewhat. So it looks like they are opting for the flexible withdrawal as opposed to the full withdrawal. That means they are keeping more of that retirement stash with the EPF. That's right. Uh, I think it's a behavioral tool for delayed gratification. That's why uh, there is an increase in flexible withdrawal. Um, but Han, the other thing that I uh, disagree uh, with is the latest tax changes mm. uh, to split EPF and life insurance before it was a combined 6,000 and now it is split uh, 4,000 for EPF and 3,000 for life insurance. And this is, again, uh, the government like to, like the toll roads, right, coming into your life. Instead of giving you one billion bucks, they decide to give one billion to the toll companies. And now they're also deciding that uh, you, instead of your choice to put all your tax li- relief, let's say, into EPF, they're deciding that you should give some of that to the insurance company, yeah. which I'm not denying is... Uh, an incorrect thing to do because insurance policies are are important. But as a form of tax relief, I should be able to make that choice. Right? Yeah. Well, and I actually am one of the, what's the opposite of beneficiaries? Not victims. <laughs> non-beneficiaries. Yeah, non-beneficiaries of this move because you know, I had this exact same discussion uh, when it was announced in Budget 2019 with uh, several players in the insurance space. Look, I don't have dependents, so you know, there's very little, exactly. yeah, very little motivation for me to get a life uh, insurance policy. I'm not saying don't get one, but you know, for me, I don't need it. Uh, do I have medical? Absolutely, yes, right? So I have my tax rebate for next year has actually dwindled from the 6K down to 3K, so just for my EPF alone. Um, so, yeah, I am now one of the non-beneficiaries. So, of also, let me, let me give you my own um, insurance coverage, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, would you like to know what I'm covered for? Like uh, yes. a, a million ringgit a year for medical, and that costs me 1,600 ringgit a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, my life insurance policy, which is half a million bucks, uh, that's, that's going to cost me about 1,200 a year. It doesn't even come up to 3,000 ringgit uh, mm-hmm. for me and my age. I'm, I'm not young. Right. Mm-hmm. What more with the younger guys? Why are you forcing uh, from a policy viewpoint to direct and channel your uh, precious financial resources yeah. into uh, life insurance? policy? I mean, 3000 bucks is a lot of money to spend on life insurance. Yeah. And also, okay, like, again, it's what I do to 
to be fair to government, uh, the idea is for there to be more coverage for the Malaysian population when it comes to life insurance. I get that. But uh, like you pointed out that, Julian, the quantum by which that tax relief is, it seems to be disproportionate. And uh, yeah, it doesn't really... I mean, is it too much of a tax relief and does it actually result in the intended end game, which is to have more life insurance coverage uh, rolled out across Malaysia. Because I think here in Malaysia, one of the uh, um, um, one of the uh, sticking points is that the uh, life insurance coverage uh, penetration here in Malaysia is uh, it's been quite it's plateaued. It's plateaued in recent years, and it's not really gained momentum. But again, is this three thousand ringgit tax relief for life insurance? Keeping in mind, taking away from the tax relief that was intended for EPF, is that the uh, best solution? I think there's plenty of debate on that front. Uh, uh, with the little time that we have left, Julian, let's also talk about uh, the debt levels of GLCs. That's covered on the front page of today's Starbiz. So looking at the debt levels of PMB, LTAT, that's Lembaga Tabung Angkatan Tentera, and also Kazana, broadly speaking, the debt levels went up, at least in nominal terms. But in terms of their gearing ratios, they appear to still be healthy. Around the 50 to 60% level, uh, and gearing is defined as your debt divided by your capital. So most of the uh, government-owned institutions, government-linked corporations, have a somewhat healthy level. Uh, but Han, of course, uh, the breakdown of the debt is important because uh, the ringgit has weakened so much against uh, the US dollar. So if you uh, took on a lot of USD debt, then uh, you would have experienced that increase in debt yeah, effectively. And, yeah. and that's one of the themes covered in a Bloomberg story about how they expect Asian debt defaults to rise next year. And this is, again, foreign, uh, well, specifically US dollar-denominated debt. How much of that uh, foreign currency-denominated debt is contained within Malaysia's GLCs? I think you need to do a bit of digging on that one. All right, we're coming up to the 9 a.m. news bulletin. And after that, we'll look at some local uh, Bors live numbers. So stay tuned right here, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.